There are many stories and myths about the Chiss. Some are accurate. Others have been eroded by the twin forces of distance and time. But one fact always remained constant. The Chiss must be approached from a position of strength and respect. One must have strength, for the Chiss will deal only with those capable of keeping their promises. One must have respect, for the Chiss must believe that those promises will be kept. You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Should I have? It's a ship that made the Kessel Run less than 12 miles. Hey everyone, and welcome to Kessel Run Weekly. My name is Danny. I'm Heather. And obviously today is always a special day. Our Tuesdays, our book club. Yay! Yay! Run! Thrawn. It's it's coming to a close though. Like there's still a good bit of chapters, but like you're you're feeling it kind of going to an ending, and it's sad. Yes, it is. I um love it though. I've gotten to chapter twenty one, so shh, I won't say anything. <laughs> if you slip up, I won't be mad at you. I promise. I'll, well, be, I'm gonna, I'll be really careful. I'll be really careful. Okay. <laughs> so this week we're talking, and I'm not going to do it again. This week we're talking about chapters 16 through 18. <laughs> Danny learned how to count from last time. <laughs> and didn't rush to get the last chapter in that wasn't even supposed to be in. So, <laughs> uh, I will never live that one down. But, yes, 16 through 18. Um, which were really cool chapters. They, To me, they kind of felt a little slower than the others. Um, in terms of, I guess the action that we were seeing before. Um, it's a little bit more exposition and story um, and See, development, I thought. 16 wasn't to me. 16 was very... Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, um, I but, think the part where um, Arenda was starting to get it gaudy, I think that was yes. where it kind of started ramping up a little bit, but it didn't really reach that pinnacle for me. It was just like, ooh, this is the beginning. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know she's not done. Oh no, she's she's not good. <laughs> no, not even close. Um but it is coming to a close and when she walks in and Gotti flips his chair, you know, I'm wow. Because I missed the Gotti chapters whenever Oh yeah. I, so I it was all new to me and I still recognized him from your mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, it was really cool. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I I thought it was really cool, and I was really excited that she finally like got advice from Thrawn because she always seemed like a Thrawn protege, kind of like what he what Eli has been. Right. And all of a sudden, she was like, "I'm going to go ask this commander or this yeah commander now." Um, And Commodore. yeah, I mean, that was amazing. That was so, so cool um, that she was really seeking out that knowledge in order to grow in that strategy. And the difference in between them where she was like, um, okay, so we're releasing this now, right? He's like, no, at a time of my choosing. Right, I'll pick <laughs> He's like, But what if I sweeten the pot? He's like, no, still not doing it. <laughs> it's like, you get a little ahead of yourself there. <laughs> 
I like that she was able to help though in so many mm -hmm. ways uh, because we don't know what she's going to do yet, but we know mm -hmm. that she might be able to do something and she has helped Thrawn to understand why these things that are happening are happening. Right. The political side of everything. Right. Um, I thought that was cool that all of a sudden that, that, that uh, the Thunder Wasp being put to the end of the line was enlightening to him. That's yeah. not something that we've seen before where he's like, oh, kind of confused and like, wait a minute, I didn't catch that. And so we actually got to see something that he missed, um, which, I mean, they're coming at him hard with this. Very, very hard. Um, they are not happy with him whatsoever. <laughs> My mowers are <laughs> That's okay. You'll probably hear my dog at some point. Yes, I was just <laughs> letting you know they're they're passing by. So. All good. Um, so yeah, so in sixteen we had Thrawn advising Price. Um, and then she even goes so far as to contact Senator Gotti to really start to play the game. Yes. So I know what was on, I know what was on the data pad, but mm -hmm. at the time when I read it, I was like, you know, that's not anything that's really about Tarkin. <laughs> you know, it's probably, you know, like the fifth grade, uh, assignment on right. encryption or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some love letter she found a driller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tarkin. It's definitely Tarkin. <laughs> so I thought that that was very interesting. And, um, well, and she took Thrawn's advice with that. Yes. She uh, did. I mean, she it's did. a huge bluff, but she took Thrawn's advice with that. Cause she's like, okay, well, if he has the power, then who does he fear? And apparently Tarkin, or who does he hate, rather? Hate, if he right. If he hates one, who does he hate? He hates Tarkin. And so for her to take that step and go, well, you know, <laughs> it's like, well, you know, I would I, I would say, oh, it's, it's probably Tarkin who's doing all these things. I'm finding these weird things, and you know, it's Tarkin. And then you just have him, Tarkin. <laughs> like I imagine like a con. <laughs> Cause uh, like, I feel like that's his mindset with it. Like not again. Not and again. so I'm interested to see how that plays out with her for sure. Yeah. I really liked his, I liked where it went and mm -hmm. it's, um, she is so smart. Oh yeah. And brave. Mm -hmm. maybe not brave because you don't know if she's actually afraid when she goes and does these things because, mm -hmm. you know, but she's definitely, she's either brave or fearless. And oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> I wouldn't call her naive or, by any chance. No. Definitely not. Cause she seems to really know what she's doing. Um, she seems to really have it under control, even though, I think this is like the third or fourth time she's placed like an empty bluff out there of like, let's see who bites. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I don't, I don't know. So, I mean, she's, she's pretty fearless. I would say. Fearless. Um, yeah. 
But I think a lot of that's coming from that she is still on a mission. Um, I don't think that she's forgotten about her family's mining, even though a few times she's like, well, you know what? I might as well give up. Um, she's still pushing towards it. And now she's got her sights set on Gotti. Um, rightfully so, after what he did to her in the previous yes. chapters. She's like, oh, oh, just wait. Your time's coming. Yeah. I've got all the time in the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. And so even moving forward from there, so Night Swan. We get a little bit more going on with him. Did you want to talk about that? Um. Okay, so I loved... You don't hear Thrawn really it said chidingly but i i to me it was like jokingly you know like yeah <laughs> don't you see an invitation when you see a, you know no an invitation. i love that <laughs> and you know because you don't see him joke very often or see mm-hmm. his sense of humor and to me that was fun i like oh, yeah. that <laughs> I thought that was really cool because, like, it actually made me like laugh out loud when I when I saw because I could see him like, don't you recognize an invitation when you see one? Yes. And I'm just like, oh, Thrawn's got snark. <laughs> <laughs> He's sassy. <laughs> but I loved that though. Like that was the whole thing where I, I love the mentorship between him and Eli. I, do I think that's the coolest thing because even though Eli is kind of like. I mean, and at one point, um, I think it was Gim. I don't think it was Grim. It's Gim, uh, Lieutenant Gim, the Tie Fighter pilot that happened to be the one that jumped him. Right. That was crazy. He's like, "Oh yeah, you remember me, don't you?" And he's like, "Oh, oh, you were there that day. Hold on." And he's like, "Yeah, and you're still an ensign." He's just like, <laughs> "Really, dude?" <laughs> like, it's a low blow, um, but like. I, even though that, uh, in even though that Eli is kind of like salty about the whole him not moving up and things like that, which I mean, he's pretty much been told why that's happening. Um, right. I mean, the, the high command is just not letting it happen because he's associated with Thrawn. Now, hopefully, that will get lifted. Don't know, um, but even still, Thrawn's kind of has that mentality of just hang in there. I'm gonna teach you what I know. You're gonna be as great as I am. And you can, I mean, because Eli's starting to think the way that Thrawn is. Right. And Thrawn even mentions that even though that wasn't the way he got to the conclusion, he got to the correct cl- conclusion. Uh, I can't remember what it was on, but yeah, he, he was just like, well, that's not the way I would have done it, but it's still the right, right answer. So good job. <laughs> he did a little differently. Um, but he's really starting to kind of get in that mindset of how how Thrawn thinks and understanding him a lot more um, as far as his strategy and his tactical analysis and things like that. Um, And I think that Thrawn's trying to still build him up knowing that Eli can be more. And Eli's even shown us that he can be more too um, multiple times. I agree. And um, I'm trying to remember where it's, we stopped at um, we stopped right where you were talking where Gim is saying, you know, you're still an ensign. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, yeah. I'm just trying to make sure I know. <laughs> 
Um, I still want to know why they're stealing all the ore. The, I know that that didn't mm. necessarily come into play big time, but he comes in, he organizes, and then he sends out these invitations. And also, yeah. Thrawn is also like, well, we don't actually know who he, she is. Yeah. So I could be meeting them every day and I could have no idea, you know. <laughs> right. So I thought that that was kind of neat. Oh, definitely. Um, and even with the way of Thrones viewing Night's Watch, well, I mean, like you said, invitations and he's and Eli's like, well, why is he just popping up here and there? Well, for all we know, we pass him on the streets. <laughs> right. <laughs> apparently, whoever this guy is or, or girl um, has some intimate knowledge about Thrawn and where he's going to be and what he's looking at and what he's looking for. Um, but I'm I'm with you. I want to know what the Dunium's for. I do. Um, because it's really strange that that seems to be the, the central theme all the way around. Um, it kind of made me think when I was reading it. <laughs> like um, I, I was talking to a neighbor the other day who was talking about how much he loves Scooby-Doo. It was a weird conversation, but... <laughs> Um, it kind of made me think of like, what if Night Swan's like Palpatine in the end and be like, I would have got away with it. If it wasn't for you meddling kids. <laughs> Just like rip the mask off. But, um, but <laughs> Grand <I don't> <laughs> Admiral. <laughs> You're Grand Admiral Thrawn. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wouldn't that you were be... behind it all along. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and they never really went into it with the border dispute. Um, with the um, eighth and the humans, they never really kind of went into what metal was underneath, only that it stunted some of the grains and things like that. I guess it was implied that it was Dunium. Right. Because there was still that attack and everything uh, of them trying to harvest whatever. It's um, I, I, I kind of got the impression that it was a plant that you made spice out of. Right. Okay. That was it. Yeah. Well, I remember them saying something about that the uh, the it was metal poisoning. I yeah. Think, there, there, it, there's a like toxicity that. level in the in mm-hmm. the grain, which made it die a little bit, and that's yeah. how that they knew there was a vein there. But okay. it wasn't a big enough vein to actually do anything with, so they were mm-hmm. actually. Um, pulling the plants instead of it was for uh, scarn, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, which makes it even more interesting that, like you said, it wasn't a big enough vein to do anything with. And so at this point, it's almost like Night Swan's just kind of like playing with them. Yeah. He's like, it's almost like he's just whispering, Dunium, Dunium. <laughs> and then they go there. It's like, gotcha. <laughs> 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 and so it, like it feels like he's really kind of playing a game with them and everything and I, I just like at this point I'm like what is the game what's the end game because I, and at least to me nothing's taken shape it's just been chase after chase after chase and that's it yeah so, but a chase it's an amazing chase it's like one it of is. those chases that you get where uh, it's I don't know like mm-hmm. cannonball or cannonball yeah. run and you know, whatever that movie was. See, that's another movie I've never seen. So, <laughs> but um, you know, where you just chase each other and that's the fun mm-hmm. of it is the chase. 
And then when it's That's over, true. we're going to be like, hmm, <laughs> that was worth it, I think. Because yeah. it's really not that far. far. No, we're really nearing we're the end. I, yeah. And I noticed after I finished reading the last chapter, 18, last night, <laughs> um, I noticed how thin my book was getting on, on that side. And I was like, no, I don't want it to be over. I don't want it to be over. It's almost there. I uh, watched Rebels season three, episode one yesterday, where uh-huh. Price and Thrawn were introduced into Rebels. And after seeing this, I was just like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it even cooler. It like, is. I, I, like every time I'm thinking about the book, like I'm thinking about the show and how they've already met. They literally have a history before yes. that point. Like he is very well known in that. And then it, what's cool is that when he comes into the room at that point, that's the inner, cir- inner circle from the book. Yeah. Because I think it and you learn in that scene as well. Yes. Yeah. So you have Yularen, you have Price. Um, I mean, you literally have everybody who was his inner circle, and then he just waltzes on up. The only one who's not really fond of him is Tarkin. Right. <laughs> but I mean, is Tarkin, Tarkin doesn't really, like anyone. Right. Is Tarkin yeah. really fond of anyone? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've seen Rogue One. He's like, I like your Death Star. I'm keeping it. Uh, that's mine. <laughs> yeah, so... Um... I have seen that he's seen the emperor. Like the last time we Mm -hmm. talked, they were supposed to see the emperor. Mm -hmm. They didn't show it in the book. So we don't know what those meetings are at this point. Or am I missing them somehow? (laughs) No, I mean, they didn't show the meetings. I actually didn't even think about that until you just said it. Um, But yeah, they didn't show the meeting. Um, to me, that would have been a very yeah. important meeting to be in on. Right. <laughs> I would think. And we may get it later. And we may. We yeah. may. Um, I'm interested to see what their relationship is, what his interest in Thrawn is, to send him straight up the ladder like that. Because like, part of me thinks that it was Palpatine almost sabotaging him from the beginning. Kind of like Eli was saying, hey, don't flaunt that lieutenant thing. It's going to get you in trouble. Um, So it almost feels like Palpatine may have been sabotaging him from the beginning, but at the same time, testing him. Yeah. But at the same time, really kind of finding a way to make him a useful tool later down the road. Um, So, so I don't know. I think that, you know, like the Lieutenant badge and things, they were more of a test than uh, necessarily, Mm-hmm. A sabotage, just because I think that maybe the emperor knew that he could handle it, and if he couldn't, then he had mm-hmm. no business being who he thought he was going to be anyway. I'd agree with that, definitely. Um, I, I like the uh, so the little intros at the first of the chapter. I loved how I think it was the last one, uh, eighteen, actually had directly something to do with the chiss. Or yes. was talking about how let just look for people who keep their promises and, and how this is how you deal with the chiss and things like that. Oh, that was really cool. Yes. Cause we're finally getting a glimpse into his culture is what it felt like for me. I I'm looking forward to meeting his people. I keep thinking it's going to happen. 
even though I wonder if we will. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wonder if we even will. Um, I would love to see the Schist culture because uh, I want to know if they're all like him. <laughs> like if they are just little variations of him, are, are they all cold and calculated the way he is? Um, do they speak the same? Uh, I mean, like not to generalize an entire population, but right. it, it kind of makes me wonder what culture forged him, I guess. Right. Yeah. Which would be really interesting because I mean, I would imagine it's, I mean, based off what we know on him, it seems like their culture really would value strategy and, and tactics over most anything. But what, what do the artsy chists look like? Right. <laughs> kind of things like that. Hipster. Hipster chists. Right. <laughs> They're being. Oh, I would love to see that. <laughs> the glass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be awesome. But, yeah, I'm still kind of floored about the lieutenant, though. Lieutenant Gim. Um the TIE fighter pilot? Yes. And and Thrawn even asked for him. So that means that he's been watching these people from the whole time. He knows them. And, I, I mean, I, I don't I know if it he was more of like just a... just let him go. I mean, yeah. it's not over. They think that it's over. And mm-hmm. they have gotten their little time of discomfort that we initially know that was his plan mm-hmm. or whatever. No, it's right. not over. No, definitely. He I mean, it was to almost kill like him. <laughs> exactly. But it was almost like he had he, he had these tools, and he's like, "I'm going to put them in the toolbox just yeah. for now, <laughs> and I will call on you when I need you." Yeah. Um, and Handy he called Manny. on me. I'm not yeah. going to sing it. I didn't sing it. <laughs> I, I can see it boiling. In it you. is. It's boiling. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I'm interested to see. It, how much more he's been watching that. So, cause I feel like with that, it almost feels like there's a strategy to his strategy. <laughs> like he has plans for his plans. Um, because even though there were, there were people who are out of play technically right now that he has crossed paths with or have affected him negatively. And he's like, Oh, well like the tie fighter pilots and everything. Um, I, I wonder because apparently he hasn't forgot about those pieces, even though we did moving forward. It was just kind of like that happened, cool, they're gone, and then they show back up. And it's just kind of like, okay, what kind of game are you playing? You they were going to show back up eventually. Well, I, I wasn't thinking about it. It wasn't gotcha. the forefront of my mind. Um, I had a feeling, but at the same time, as soon as they were off the page and he sent them off to boarding school, uh, I mean, I really wasn't concerned with them. I was just kind of like, cool. Well, that's interesting. Kind of showed his prowess as a tactician and what right. his kind of plan Able was. To do. Right. Yeah. Um, but on the reverse side of that, like when Lieutenant Gim showed up, like I wasn't thinking nothing of it. And then he was like, oh, you remember me, don't you, Eli? And Eli's like, you tried to beat me up. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you were my bully. <laughs> um. So I thought that was cool because I'm kind of wondering who else will see show back up now at this point. Uh, who else is actually in play that only Thrawn knows about? And who else is he keeping tabs on? Because his strategy is more than just this narrow view, which, I mean, I, I feel like we've always known that. Right. But at the same time, like reading the book, it, it's the way I'm thinking of, oh, this is where he's going. This is the direct path. 
Um, but apparently he's got other things going on as well. Always. Um, it's a bigger, well, it's a chess game. Yes. I mean, it's a bigger game. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to happen from there. I would love to see this as a series. Like, I love the book. And the mm-hmm. only, um, my only qualm about it is that we miss a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish that there were shorter, each section could be put in a book. It had be its own you. like show or yeah. it could be a series or it could be a series of books or whatever. I think that it has a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. And I don't Absolutely. think that uh, this is the only uh, Thrawn book we're ever going to have either. Oh, no. Or I mean, um, he, he had a trilogy before, so. Right. Why not now? Because, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we're just, I mean, I get that he's brilliant and everything. Mm. I just want to see more. Every now and then I want to see him eating dinner and having. <laughs> You know what I yeah. mean? Like being a person. Yeah. Just being Thrawn. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I could see that. It would be a cool adaptation. Um, it would be the first of its kind, too, if Star Wars ever did that. Yes. Taking a canon book and making it a movie. Um, that would be original for them. I, think that's not something it, I can't done. see them actually yeah. doing it. I'm just no. saying that it would be mm-hmm. really cool. Ooh, what would be cool is if in Rebel Season 4, if we got glimpses of, of what we've seen in the book. Nice. Little flashbacks. I, see, I think flashbacks. that um, it part of that is going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. I think that there's going to be a shift in character based on what we've, whatever is in the end of these mm-hmm. chapters. I would agree with that for sure. Because, I mean, at this point, I mean, he has the prophecy from Bindu where he's going to meet his end. And usually in movies, television, when someone's about to meet their end, you get to see the beginning of their life. Right. So maybe that's a possibility because, I mean, I would like to see even further back than the book. I would, too. Uh, I think that would be crazy to actually see whatever caused him exile or that whole process of him being exiled um because we know what happened as far as him being preemptive instead of waiting for the strike um which still is just kind of like i mean i get that's against your culture but can we not give a little (laughs) i'm just kind of like i mean so you'd rather a ton of people die (laughs) before before you do something like i don't i don't get it you don't know what it was though it could have been very extreme it could be. That, that's true. It could, and, and that may be why he's kind of playing the long game now instead. He may Maybe have had to, to sacrifice mm-hmm. some people in order to make it work. Or who knows? It might have been, mm-hmm. you know, worse than he makes it sound. That's true. Because our point of view is normally watered down from oh, what it actually right. is. So <laughs> I would agree with that. <laughs> It's like, I'm going to tell you one story, but, you know, this is what actually happened. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, so I, I can, can see that. a lot of fanfic coming from this, though. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, just the Chiss culture in general. Like, I, I just want to know more about that, for sure. Yes. Um, 
not to discount Thrawn at all, but I would love to see more about his culture and where he came from. Yes. Um, Cause we do get glimpses into that. But other than that, they're just glimpses. Exactly. Like, Open the window, dang it. <laughs> I want to see all of it. <laughs> 3D, I want 3D. Um, but yeah, but these chapters, like, I mean, even though we had a little bit of the action with Price and everything, like, I mean, it did feel, a, I don't know, compared to the other chapters to me, it felt a little toned down. Um, not as, I don't know, maybe that's just me. <laughs> see, I just thought it was more yeah. of a, a, a cornerstone, like... I would agree with that. It's less yeah. of the real actiony, but it's something that mm-hmm. you're going to build on. Yeah. And well, I just need violence in my life. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I would agree with that because it did feel like a turning point in everything, um, especially with Price. Yes. Um, it's definitely a turning point, the beginning of her long game. Uh, well, Long game, short game, however she wants to play that. Apparently it's successful at one point because she becomes governor. So (laughs) she succeeds in some aspects. We know that. We know that it's going to work out for her. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that we missed. I can't think of anything. Because we had the chapter on Night Swan. Uh, We had... The chapter with Christ. And we did um, the weeds. Mm -hmm. So I think we got it all. I think we did. Cool. Was there anything else on it that you wanted to talk about? No, I'm good. I I have to say I like. Oh, (laughs) I like the beard. My my wife was telling me that it was getting a little too much. So I had to trim it back. It it, it will be bushy again. (laughs) I mean, it just depends. I mean, yeah. it'll probably be like three days. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> I have to get back to Chewbacca status. I miss it already. My 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 face is cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I look like I'm 10. So, yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Cool. So, do we want to talk about kind of our uh, book club coming up? Yes. I forgot that we were gonna yeah we need to talk about that definitely let's talk about it (laughs) so i am going to arizona next month and won't be able to do a live show on let's make sure i've got my we'll have a live show next wednesday correct right and then on the fourth did we decide on the fourth or not uh, we will not be doing the fourth. Okay. So ha- happy Independence Day to happy all you guys. <laughs> so after that, it'll we won't be able to do the live shows anymore. We'll have to do uh, pre-recorded, and mm-hmm. then they will be released on that Wednesday. Yes. Um, our final show, however, though the final grand finale of the book will be live. Yes. So we want you guys to join into that party. Um, so that's why we're not doing it live every week coming up uh, while Heather is jo- enjoying her vacation. Because uh, we want to really get together with you guys on the ending of the book. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be very explosive. <laughs> very, very huge. So. Yay! I'm excited. It'll be a party. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can get uh, Heather to be blue. Go full chest for the whole thing. I'll be <laughs> 
Avida. <laughs> I, like, I didn't sing there again. Almost. 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 Quoting lyrics kind of counts. No, I'm just kinda. kidding. <laughs> but but it'll still be available for you guys um, up until our finale of our book club. Um, every Wednesday, um, we release our episodes at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, so check out our, all of our stuff on iTunes. Yes, we're on iTunes now. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, we're on iTunes now. Um, also on Podbean. Um, if you guys have that app, uh, it's a really cool app, really easy to use. Uh, a lot of other cool Star, Star Wars podcasts on there as well um, that I shamelessly follow as well. Um, so, but definitely check us out first. Don't tell them I said that. Um, but yeah, so iTunes, Podbean. Um, you can check us out on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Kessel Run Weekly. Um, we're always on there. So we will absolutely talk to you. Uh, we love talking to everybody. Um, yes, we do. We, we, we've made friends everywhere. It's really cool. And speaking of friends, um, on our upcoming shows in a couple weeks, I think, we're going to have uh, Michelle from Instagram. Uh, she runs a, uh, a Star Wars Rebels account on there, uh, at Ahsoka X Tano. Um, she's going to be joining us for our Ladies of the Force series. Uh, if you haven't heard anything about that, go check out our Instagram or our Facebook um, we've got a few posts about it and everything. We're going to be talking about um, our women of Star Wars. Uh, this is really cool. We've already met with Stephanie uh, from Superpowered Fancast. So, and that was really, really fun. It was. It was really <laughs> So I'm really fun. excited to see what we get with Michelle and everything. And so we got a lot of cool guests coming up. Um, a lot of cool episodes. So keep, keep tuned in to us. We love you guys. Y'all are awesome. <laughs> um, and don't forget, uh, if you can't remember any of the social media things that I just said, just go to KesselRunWeekly.com. Everything is there. Um, our episodes are right on the front page, so you don't have to go digging for it or anything. Um, Heather's actually put a lot of time on the website to make it look really cool and really simple and everything, so definitely go over there and give it a look. Give it a look. Yeah. <laughs> give it a look. All right. Yeah, so... so our next uh, book club will be on... Uh, Darth Vader comics. Correct? Yes. Yes. So if you do... want to join in, that is what we're going to do next. Yes. The new Darth Vader number one. Um, now that has been out for a week, two weeks, I think two weeks now um, where it actually picks up not to give any spoilers, but it picks up literally from the end of revenge of the Sith, where you see Darth Vader no! getting his suit. Yes. No! It literally <laughs> starts from that point. There is no dead time between or anything like that. And so we get to see a rebirth Vader. Um, I'm so excited. Really cool. Yes. I, I've read the comic and I, I love it. Like, I love Vader so much. Like, I shouldn't love a bad guy that much. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, even my wife was telling me we were uh, we were watching some uh, Clone Wars and Rebels, uh, the Mortis arc and everything. And at the point where Vader flashes on the screen, she actually like squealed in the room. <laughs> it was the best. I really wish I would have recorded it. <laughs> but she, she was so excited. She was like, she's like, I have a confession. Darth Vader's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so yeah, the Darth Vader comics, um, I don't know if they release them weekly or bi-weekly. I'll have to look into that and see and we'll let you guys know. Uh, but yes, that'll be our next book club. Um, so we'll be doing some comic books, guys. Yeah, it'll be fun. Oh, yeah, definitely. 
Um, so do you have anything else? No. Cool. I'm good. So I guess we'll go ahead and close it out. All right. So guys, thank you again for joining us for our Holocron book club. Um, again, we'll be meeting next Tuesday, I believe. Yes. Wednesday. No Wednesday. Yes. Next Wednesday for our live show. Um, We'll get you the time exactly uh, out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all of the above. So that way you guys can join in on us. Um, But until next time, I'm Danny. I'm Heather. And may the force be with you.